Hey there, this is Andrew. I play Levy on the Adventure with Advantage podcast. Thanks for listening. everybody to episode 39 of adventure with advantage thank you for stopping by and joining us um so let's get started previously the party arrived in redbrook hoping to investigate an abandoned astral order enclave located in the stonefire flats the party stayed at the bloodborne castle and caught up with the montevers as well as uh caught up on what had happened after they had left the next day they set off for the stonefire flats and quickly dealt with some lava worms that attacked them they then arrived at the Scalding Lake. There, Elamir called on his planar training and was able to find a portal just beneath the surface of the boiling water. Uh, the party entered the portal and found themselves underground in what appeared to be an abandoned dwarven structure. They navigated some portals and solved a puzzle that opened the door to the Enclave. Once inside, they were greeted by a devil named Belgira, who ordered the party to leave. When they refused, Belgira summoned his minions and attacked. It was a challenging fight, but the party was able to defeat the devils. As Belgira died, it claimed that its master's plans could not be stopped. The party then investigated the Enclave, where Elamir found a box that only he could touch. Uh, he opened it and found a letter from his mother to the, the Enclave head, um, from his mother, who is the Grand Huntress of the Astral Order, talking about a figure known only as the Harbinger. The party decided to stay in the Enclave to get some rest before heading back to Bloodthorn Castle. So that is where we will pick up. Sorry, I'm going to fix my uh, my mic or my music's a little loud. Turn it down. Um, so you guys uh, took a rest here in the Enclave. Uh, I believe Levy threw up his little uh, magical hut. Uh, you got taking a long rest. Um, is there anything you guys want to do before you rest, after you rest? Um, just let me know loot absolutely everything that's not nailed down oh i thought you meant like your loot your loot <laughs> just, loot the place. <laughs> just gonna ch- constantly so you're just checking just like checking everything out yeah i want to help with that too and then actually okay. could yeah. i um i believe yeah, I gave there's some you... things for you to identify if you'd like yeah i'd yeah, like I to originally did cast detect magic in here detect magic in the area mm-hmm. okay um just walking around bam bam what does it do again it just tells you like the direction of stuff it tells me what it is uh and like uh like where it is and what school it's from okay um so you uh walk around see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears faint magic okay um so i did i did at the end of last session i basically gave you the you guys did a search and i gave you what you found um, so that's pretty much all you guys found. For the most part, this area, this enclave seems to have been cleaned out, abandoned. Um, 
as you're walking around detecting magic, uh, the only spot you really detect the magic is um, the little the um, little chest thing that uh, Elamir had opened up. Okay. Uh, and you can detect that. I don't. I have to look at a. It's it's like uh, planar magic. I have to look at what the. Uh, look, let me look at a teleportation spell real quick. See what it is. Transfiguration, maybe. No. It's a. Uh, uh, could be ab- conjuration. Abjuration. Abjuration. Oh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Cool. Well then, uh, I will pull out my little pearl and start casting identify on the magic stuffs. Okay. So Han, I lied. I looked at magic circle, not teleportation circle. It is conjuration. There you go. So there is a metallic cylinder, an arrow, Mm -hmm. and a vial. Okay. Um, Hold on, let me look up my notes. So which one are you doing first? I'm going to do the uh, small metallic cylinder. Uh, Okay. You do that. You do not detect any magic Hmm. or... You, you, you don't detect anything. It seems to be a mundane object. Okay. What do you want to do next? Arrow? Uh, arrow... Where did I put that? Uh, it seems to be an arrow of fiend slaying. Oh, hmm. cool. This is an arrow of fiend slaying. It slays the fiends. And then the... Uh... The, oh, you the, the small vial. Yeah. Vial. Um, can you do that for potions? I guess they're magical. If it's a magic item or some sort of other magic imbued object. Does it work on potions? I believe it works on potions. I don't know why I'm questioning. I don't know. You're the we'll DM. Do, yeah, well, um, let me look real quick. I think I've usually let you do it, but I'm actually not questioning. Is it actually magical, or does it just contain magical... Pro- you know? Yeah, I always forget. Oh, it says a tiny taste is all you need. <laughs> For potions. Um, so whoever has poison resist. <laughs> take, a, take a quick swig. Take a little sip. <laughs> Tastes like anthrax. I'm going to say no right now. Um, you can't detect it. I know I might have let you do that pass, but as I'm actually thinking about it, I don't know the potions necessarily. Magical you know, like... Okay. <sighs> I mean, it's fine. We can fit, find out yeah. some other way of figuring out what it is. I'm going to look at it, but for right now, I'm going to say no. Um, obviously, you detect that there's something in this, um, mm-hmm. but you can't really see exactly what it is. Okay. And then, um, can I take a like closer look at the small metallic cylinder? See what the hell this this is? Like, is it like some kind of thing that like looks like it's a mechanism? Does it open up? Um, so you um, grab it, kind of like look it over. It doesn't open up. It seems to be like um, like welded shut or something like that. Like connected together. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, you're not. It it just you're not exactly certain what it is. It kind of baffles you as to what exactly it is. Honestly, uh, you're you're somebody's... surprised you even took notice of it. It seemed kind of just mundane sitting there. Well, somebody had said something about poison, right? Mm-hmm. 
I do have resistance to poison if we need to try anything out. You want to try the small um, little vial? Congratulations, you've been yeah, yeah you've been promoted I, to a potion tester. Taste I, because, <laughs> of the, because of the belt of dwarf, dwarven kind, I have advantage against uh, on saving throws against poison and resistance to poison damage. So, good. Um, if, I'll take that little vial and I'll like, I'll try it, see what happens. Like, tasty. Okay. Um, you know, like yeah. you, like dip your your pinky yeah, like your pinky in. Yeah, um, yeah, I want to do that. Just, yes, like I'm reading the rules here. Apparently, it just says like potions are an exception. A little taste is enough to tell the taster what the potion does. It's interesting. You taste it, and you're like, oh, I know. This will give me fire breath. <laughs> really? Okay. No. Uh, so you're so you you taste it, uh, and um, you feel that this potion would allow you to turn invisible. Hmm. I let the group know that. You just down it and run. I down it and run. <laughs> I, down it, take, I down it, take all the equipment and just. Uh, um, someone other than me should probably hold on to it because I have two ways of making things invisible. I think having the... steel star carry it would be freaking hilarious. One of you clunky boys. I'm. I already have good stealth. Um, I just I, want to see the look on something's face when an invisible steel scar just rams into them like a freight train. <laughs> I would do. I I uh, I'll hold on to it. So let me add that uh, it's a potion of invisibility, I guess. Yeah. You had to test it, so it's only fair. Yeah. <laughs> I could have like you know potion of instant death. <laughs> you die the moment you taste a tiny sip. You die. Potion of peaceful passing. So it's just, it's just <laughs> one potion of invisibility, right? Yeah. Alright, I added that. Wow, that's a that's a very rare item. Yeah. So I have that. I'll see what happens. Um, is there anything else that we want to do here, or should we head back? I'm ready to get the heck out. What else I, did I tell you, um, Cody, that you had found? Did I tell you you found a book? Planes of Existence? Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. I have. I, I, I'm looking through my inventory. I still have a holy water flask. I have two of them. Two yep. of them. You could have everybody them. too. I know. I just. I just saw it right now in my inventory. I, oh. I keep forgetting because I think I used mine. I could have used that. I could have used it this last fight. Is this like yep. Witcher Three where you can like coat your blade in uh, holy and water blue. and then it like uh, you get extra radiant damage or holy damage or something against them? Yeah, it does extra damage to like fiends, I think. Mm, uh, it does. Um, okay. Fiends and, and undead. Wait. Oh yeah. You're a paladin. Can you can you bless us holy water? Can you just bless some water <laughs> and turn it into holy water? I can make holy water. Yes. Wonderful. But it costs money. Mm. How much money? I think it's, <laughs> here. Let me. I'll I'll look it up. Uh, we're having this discussion we, we, as a as a group as as I'm pulling out everything that I own in my uh... maybe, maybe <laughs> this is as like as we're traveling back we're having this conversation. Uh, you can yes. Start your your pillow company and your. Holy yeah. water. I touch one vial of water and cause it to become holy water. So it's a perform a religious ceremony that is infused with magic. Um, so it's be within ten feet of me, instantaneous. Takes twenty five gold worth of powdered silver for uh, the holy water. How much can you sell water for? <laughs> I think it sells pretty much for the same amount that you cost uh, to make it. Oh, that's the worst. Um, well, but it, at least, you know, it means we can make it when we need it. So it's better than like, having to go, oh shit, we found a vampire, we found a fiend, we found a You, 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 you got to get back to town. 
technically here it says that it costs 50 gp to buy but if you make it yourself it's only 25 gp mm. worth of hey silver. hey i got like okay, 350 okay. silver pieces how many silver pieces is <laughs> so it's just 25 silver pieces and it's like powdered steel scar can you like punch him a bunch and like powderize him or something just start taking his, his sword and like the funny thing uh, is that in my inventory i do take in my bag of holding i do have a great sword just a plain great sword that is not used at all. Maybe we can use that <laughs> to file it down. It's our silver so, file and sword. You guys are having this conversation as you make your way back mm -hmm. out of the. Okay. <laughs> so what we're saying is we can make it rain holy water. There you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when you have guests over to your oh house, you only serve holy water. <laughs> we need a holy water water elemental. Mm. And then just have it go like hug a demon. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> oh wow! All right, so we're, we are we're we're. What else are we uh? <laughs> what else are we uh, inspecting besides the little I think, pile? I think you've inspected everything. I think you guys are heading out of the enclave. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Is this is this morning now? Yeah. yeah. So you guys have done your resting. This is after okay. you rested that you did all this stuff. We have awesome. long rested. Yes. Yeah, so um, so you guys make your way back. You're able to navigate the portals, um, recalling which ones you use to get where, um, and then you eventually take the portal that spits you back up out of the out of the scalding lake um, onto its beach and you guys are back in the Stonefire Flats and you can start making your way back to Bloodthorn Castle from here. Um, we can have a change of music. Uh, we can go get our horses back. Yeah, you, you make your way back, get your horses um, and start heading back to... Uh, Benevolent DM didn't make us roll a luck check for horses. Thank you. If the horses are still there. Yeah. Roll, roll a luck check. No, joking. Yeah, the horses are fine. Um, okay. So you guys travel back to um, Bloodthorn Castle. Um, I mean, we got them from like a castle, so I would assume that they would be like well-trained horses. You actually got them from Bloodthorn Castle. So. Yeah, I know that's why. <laughs> yeah. Um, I see. You guys make your way back to Bloodthorn Castle. Um, was there anything in particular you wanted to do when you get back there? Uh, you you get back. It's it's. I would say it's before noon that you guys get back. Yeah, there's nothing else. Uh, we checked out all we wanted to. Maybe bid the uh, Monteveres, you know, good tidings and tell them that if they ever need us to just send word to Esram. Okay. Um, sorry, just make sure my phone's on silent. Unless they had something else that popped up that was pressing. Quick! No. <laughs> Quick! The town's under attack again! Hey, listen! And I'm gonna I'm gonna make a tiny hut right in front of the door, <laughs> and uh, they're not gonna climb over this time because they can't. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so you guys make your way back to Bloodthorn Castle. Uh, you kind of like wrap up your stuff. Um, uh, we pick up Hector. Pick up Hector. Uh, so as you as you guys make your way back, you're looking for Hector. You find him in the the library levy where you've spent some time. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems that he's there with Bella. Uh, and um, as you talk to them, it seems that him and Bella have gotten along quite well, actually. She's had some questions to him regarding, um, you know, putting what it takes to put back together a magical item. Um, it seems that they've just bonded over their, you know, shared interests in magic and stuff. Mm -hmm. So they've just, yeah, had just, you know, enjoyed spending some time together learning from each other. Um, well, if they need it put back together, they'll know where to find them because I'm pretty <laughs> sure he tells them where he's going to. Yeah, he's going. Yeah, he's going back with you guys to Esrim. 
Um, yep. uh, as you guys um, kind of wrap up, getting ready to head out, uh, Lord Montever, um, you know, goes to say goodbye and just wants to say that. Um, let me find my notes here. How does he really feel? He's like, before you go, I wanted to let you know something. Um, We were able to find some communications left behind by the gnolls before they left. And it would seem that they blame their invasion of Redbrook on you. It seems they they have branded you as Pact Slayers. So I would suggest keeping an eye out. You never know when they seek their revenge. Pact Slayers. How many are left of the of the actual like the bigger nodes that we've that were like char- in charge of the group? Because you said one of them was in charge, right? What was the it? dark the dark fangs? Yeah. Um, there were if I remember there were five, and you killed two. We killed two. That's but I think right. some of the other ones had died because they the Montevers had said that some of the other ones they had killed or something. No, they only killed. Oh. There were other gnolls. Oh, got it. But the None leading, of the leaders. Yeah, the group that was leading them were called the Dark Fangs, and you guys killed two of them. You mm-hmm. killed the um, one that Cody or the Archer got, one. Yeah, and then and then the the one like, in the that cave. One? The one with magic and the staff. No, you didn't kill him. I there was the one that we um, when we saved. What's his name? Oh, it was at the um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, the fire flats. Or yeah. Whatever? No, 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 no. It was no. In that it was, cave, yeah, that so, fire cave. So that was that was the one that Elamir took the bow from. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was at the uh, chapel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The siege. Okay, that's who it was. I was trying to remember. Like, no, it wasn't the magic one. Because I know uh, Drokha is still alive, right? Yeah, that was the big guy that you uh, fuck him fought with. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. How do you really <laughs> feel about playing every uh, eventual so They they knew who they were. So you guy, the remaining ones were Drokha. Um, <laughs> look at their names. I forget what their I names. Are. I have uh, them here. Hold on. I was just on that fucking page. Let me look real quick. Characters, Redbrook. Um. So there we have. Um. So you killed Nagar. Mm-hmm. And uh, you killed Ragdulu. Okay. The ones that were remaining were Degnai, who was the leader. Uh. Droka, the one that best at Arkai, the stealthy one. Yes, the silent thing. Got it. So yeah, he basically gives you a warning to uh so keep an eye out for Steelscar. As as we're packing everything up, I'm just gonna say goodbye. I'll just say my goodbyes to those because um, I want I want to say that you know during our little prep. As Steelscar was previously when we were there, Steelscar was out there training. He probably made a few friends with some of the guards training there. So Steelscar goes, say his goodbyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you you made friends with um, I'm like blanking on all their names. You made friend with the captain, Captain Arnold. Yes, Captain Arnold. Um, so you you say goodbye to her. Um, you guys had bonded over. It seemed like you guys had a very similar fighting style. Um, I'm curious as to find out who trained her, but uh, we're we're probably in a rush, so I'm not gonna uh, entertain that conversation. You can ask a question if you'd like. I think you did ask her though. She, yeah. I think she told you where she's from. Oh yeah, she did tell me where she's from. I don't remember. <laughs> she's she's from Har- Haramdrum. 
Harundrum the Harundrum in the in the desert basically. <laughs> Harundrum the uh, Diablo two, three. Harundrum. I hate the the uh, desert is one S correct? Yes. Yes, because dessert is with two. Yeah, dessert. You, you want more of it? Yeah. Ooh, look at that little two scoops. <laughs> Way to remember it. Um, you also find out, uh, Elamir, that um, Garagar has left Redbrook. He seemed very interested in uh, this Svank person that you had talked about. So he actually has left and has made his way to Sailport. All right. Hope he's cool about it. You made him leave. What Crazy. consequences would will we find him safely, or will he be a corpse on the road? I mean, find he's... out next time. He's, he's the other way. He's a wizard, so probably he's okay. <laughs> well, you guys um, say your goodbyes to everybody. <clears throat> Pack up your uh, wagon or cart or whatever it is that Casimir is very specific about it being called. Carriage. Um, carriage. <laughs> <laughs> There's a roof on this thing. <laughs> and begin your uh, journey out of Redbrook back toward Esserum. Um, were you guys wanting to stop in Silver Ridge along the way or make your way straight to Esserum? Uh, I was, our... oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say probably my vote would be um, just continuing on. Like, I don't have any reason to go back to Silver Ridge at all, so. How long is the trip from here, from where we're at to Esserum? Um, eight days. I, we would probably stop there just to rest for a night just before our final trek, but I wouldn't, I don't really have much to do there. I don't know about the rest of the guys. I got nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm good. Okay. I would, I would like to not go back, so that's fine. Casimir, you're, we're the, we found you there, so I don't know about you. If you have any <laughs> business there pending? No, no. Went Probably there to like, get the job like done, met all of you, and left. There. Perfect. <laughs> He's got a family and kids there. Oh gosh. <laughs> all right, so you gotta pick you up. This game. Yeah, you Casimir, are you, are, are you married? <laughs> not that I know of. So your character is not married. You're, you say that now, but is he? He's not. What about to your god? Well, are you not married to your god? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Good question. One who I don't know. We power. might consider it a bit of an abusive relationship, pointing at my eyes, <laughs> which are obviously no longer there. <laughs> oh shit, how do I get dressed anymore? I can't tell the colors of the clothes. <laughs> Well, I, mean, Olivia, I might need your help with that. <laughs> <laughs> we could uh, we, we we could start like putting minor enchantments on all of your clothes, so you can tell which color they are based off of like the color of the magic. I think oh, they're all God, the, they're all the same cue for him. I think. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Currently, the colors. Everything I see is either gray or blue. Black or blue. The world's <laughs> a lot of bruises. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful. Um. Okay, so you guys. So you begin your journey from Red Book Brook, uh, stop in Silver Ridge. Um, it's a four-day journey to Silver Ridge as you guys make your way through into the Riven Spire Peaks. Um, you guys stop in Silver Ridge for the night, stay at the Miner's Reprieve, Casimir. That is where they met. It's where you guys all met. Ah, um, uh, remember this? This brings back memories. Where your your friend dwarf. Yes, I'm does. having trouble finding his name here in my notes. Um, but that is where he works. Um, so you guys stay there. You're able to catch up with him. Uh, just have a, a night out on the road. Uh, but in the morning, you guys again begin your journey out. Um, 
and then I'd say take another four days before you're able to get to Esserim. Um We'll say just for lodging uh, in Silver Ridge, we'll say cost you guys each a gold piece for the night. Um, so take that off. One gold for all okay. of you. Gotta start, gotta start hitting you guys in your pockets. <laughs> I'm gonna haggle that price down. <laughs> you did. This was the haggle price. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Okay, so... Exposition. So you guys make it finally get close to Estrum. As you descend the Ribbonspire Peaks, you can make out a familiar and comforting sight in the distance, Esrum. You see ships traveling along the river into the city, their flags waving in the wind. You see people moving in and out of the gates of the city, some riding horses, others pulling carts, others walking along the road. Uh, hanging on the the gates, you can see the banner of Esserim, banners of Esserim, um, just bobbing back and forth in the wind. Um, the blue scale over a gold, above a gold laurel atop a white background. Uh, beyond the walls, you can see the large buildings um, in Esserim itself. You can see the, in the guild district, you can see the guild master's abode. Um, you can see the large temple to Mirian there. Um, as you see this in the distance. Casimir, it's been a while since you've been to back to Esserim. Um, okay. But um, you've been here before where you met Grogert and became an employee of the Goblin Gazette. Uh, but it's been a bit for you. Uh, and you guys continue on the path um, arriving at the gates of Esserim. Um, I would say just think of the game. It's probably about 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock as you guys roll into town. Uh, I look Check back at the office first. Yep, will, uh, everybody's like, uh, guys, it's time to go get paid. Yep, indeed. I'm down with that. I guess we, we will make our way towards the Goblin Gazette. Our old, old map here. You guys wow. see it? Been, uh, been a while. I haven't I seen this map. Casimir's uh, never I, seen this. I have not seen this map. Yeah, it was made on a different um, program. I, I, hey, I, don't you still have that program? Or no? Because I remember I you zooming around and like showing us all the like the different houses and stuff. I do still have it, yes. Yeah. But uh, you said it's uh, resource-consuming, isn't it? It was resource-consuming. Well, it was resource-consuming, especially when I was the one streaming the mm -hmm. stream. True. Uh, it didn't work out too well. But uh, you guys... Deep, right? Yes. Very pretty. See, you guys come in um, from up here. Uh, that's where the, the gates to the city are. Um, you said you're making your way to the Goblin Gazette? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, who's got the letter from all of us? Who did he give it to? Was it me? I think Levy, because Levy was I had it. To... Yeah, Levy, okay. Levy takes care of all the business. I just, yeah, I just assume that if someone's handing something, it's usually to Levy. Yeah. He's probably the one talking. And he is the one that writes, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you guys, yeah, you make your way into town, you pass some people. Yeah, Casper, there, can you, you know. still write? Mm-hmm. You can see, yeah. You can you can yeah, see I words on page. Can see words and letters and such. Okay, they that's glow. Good. That's good. <laughs> I was curious about that. Yeah, you can you can see letters. Um, My eye fatigue has surprisingly gone down while reading. <laughs> <laughs> so as you guys make your way through the the streets of Esserim, you hear the familiar sights or sounds of people, you know, selling things. As you make your way into the merchant quarter. Uh, where the Goblin Gazette is. You see lots of these stands where people are selling things, people doing their shopping. 
Um, Asarum is one of the large, largest uh, cities uh, in the area. Uh, the capital of one of the king, the kingdom of Asarum here. Um, so you guys are in this very large city, much larger than Sailport. Um, and so you guys make your way to the Goblin Gazette. Um, so you enter the familiar site of the Goblin Gazette, but it looks different. There's much, much more busy. You see people running around the floor carrying stacks of papers. You see printing machines as they spit out papers with print on them. The floor is a flurry of activity, much uh, much more different than when you were here last. Um, looking up, you can see Grogard leaning over uh, the partition that looks over the, the floor here where all the work's taking place. He has his black hair uh, styled to the side, suspenders, white shirt, his sleeves rolled up, revealing his large, muscular arms and a cigar in his mouth. Um, as you guys enter in, he spots you. Um, he just kind of like starts a clap as you guys enter and kind of like people start to notice and uh, turn to look at you. And he just is like, everyone, welcome back our dream team. Okay. Hey, hello. <laughs> hello. He's like the saviors of Silver Ridge, the rescuers of Redbrook, and the sleuths of Sailport. The fearless fours, some of us begin to call them. The people on the floor begin to clap and cheer for you guys. Um, as you guys kind of take in the scene, um, and Grogard uh, just kind of like looks down at you guys, like, boys, make your way to my office. We, can, we have a lot to discuss. Very well. You see, he kind of turns back and makes his way into where his office is. I'll follow him. Yeah, absolutely. Follow, like, yeah, following, following him in. All right, you guys climb the steps up to the second floor where you had your interviews. Uh, you see. The halfling Sharon, sitting at her uh, Grogard's secretary, sitting at her desk outside his office. Hey, Sharon. Uh, she's like, "Oh, hi. How are you boys doing? It's been so long. Oh, I think been, I've heard you quite busy. Oh, super busy. Greetings, you know. Ups and down, good and bad. Love hearing your adventures. <laughs> she's like, oh, "Grogard is in his office waiting for you. Please just make your way inside." As as, as I walk away, I'm just going to turn and give her like a just a wink, a little bit. <laughs> she's like, ooh. <laughs> she's like, oh, get in there. <laughs> uh, so you guys, uh, you make your step inside Grogger's office, uh, same place where you guys interviewed with Grogger to join the Goblin Gazette. Um, you see him standing behind his desk. Uh, he's pouring some dark liquid into some small glasses. As he sees you guys, he smiles and like, please, boys, take a seat. Like I said, we have much to discuss. Gladly take and, a seat. Yeah. As you guys take, take a seat, seat. He, he slides to each of you a small shot glass. It looks like of some liquor you're assuming. Um, and he kind of raises it. He's like, um, to your successes. To our opportunity. I raise up my shot glass as well. All right. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Cheers. And you guys uh, take a drink and... He's like, so boys, tell me. I've read the reports and the stories. Everything looks great, but how are you all doing? Pretty good. Okay. A little <laughs> scared <laughs> now and then, but you know. Dude, no. He kind of like he kind of like looks you all over. He sees Casimir's face. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, some of us better than others. <laughs> uh, didn't I expect to lose my eyesight this early in life. But I mean, if happen. he looks at Steel Scar, he'll notice that Steel Scar has uh, way more scars on him now. Especially because I almost died. <laughs> I'm <laughs> out of beard. 
And he, I'm the beard because I live with that. Mm-hmm. And I, live, I had no beard, so I have a long beard. That's right. New armor, new weapon. They're like, well, it looks like you guys have um, made your fair share of some good, some good loot along your journeys, Casimir. Um, what exactly happened to your eyes? <laughs> well, I had a very vibrant dream, and apparently a goddess thought this was a great idea. It's not helped by complexion nor my ability to see colors. Uh, quick question: Did I at least match my clothing today? <laughs> I would, say, I would say I mean would you guys help him get dressed or would you just yeah. let him look like a fool I, okay. I, I I would say especially on a day like today I would help him get dressed yeah but if He's it was like, like a normal day going out I might mess with him a little bit as, as we're having this conversation juggling around uh, I'm just gonna be like like yeah boss he his eyes are like this because he fucking died Mm. I came back to life as this, as you can see. No, that that was an entirely separate occasion. <laughs> I look at uh, I look at Cassian and like in very low voice. I'm like, I'm trying to raise your, you know, make people believe that you did more that we did more than what we had to. We gotta we gotta sell it. Oh. Yes, you've read my reports. You, you, you know what we've done. I know what we've done. I've read the reports. Just because you write a report, it doesn't mean that everything is written out. True, very true. There's there's things that we can't talk about, and, mm-hmm. and we hopefully downplayed the times we got our asses kicked. <laughs> oh, absolutely! No, 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 no. <laughs> He's like, well, of course you can't have those. That doesn't make for a good story, does it? It's not. It's not news for us to get our asses kicked. I mean, we get our asses kicked all the time. That's fine. <laughs> He's like, Levy, I see that you have a friend there. Am I Fluffy? Uh, he points to Flumpy on your shoulder. Yeah, this little cute thing. Yeah, he, oh, he hangs uh, out with yeah, me. Did, um, did Hector come with us, or is he? Uh, oh, Hector. Okay. Hector is in there with you. I'm sorry, I, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, so, he, he is so with as, you right now. Yeah, we'd so like to introduce him. Too. I'll be like, uh, Gregor, so this is Hector. I'm pretty sure they told you about him already. He's like, ah, oh, Hector, yes. And he, like, reaches out and shakes his hand, and Hector's like, oh, thank you for hiring me, Gregor. I, I look forward to, um, whatever work you may have for me. He's like, well, I'm not the one who's gonna have me doing work. It'll be Amber. So, please, make your way out outside. Sharon will point you in the right direction. If I remember properly, that Amber has a lot of questions that she wants to ask you. So I believe she'll keep you quite busy. And he's uh, he's like, of, of course. And Hector um, turns and makes his way out the door. See you later, Hector. He, he, he wait, like you know, just he's, you know, he says his goodbyes. I'm sure he says goodbyes. Excited, a new start. You know, just he just he just pieces and then fades away. We literally gave a we literally gave this man a second opportunity at life. You did. Mm-hmm. You did. Yep. That, that's at least worth a 30% discount. <laughs> <laughs> you already get a nice discount. <laughs> I know. We basically get stuff at cost here. Uh, like, uh, oh, um, Grogger, now that, we're, now that Hector's gone and we're all in private, uh, Levy, don't you have something for him? Yep. Yeah, I pull out the letter and give it to him. Okay. Now, if I remember right, you guys in character didn't know what this letter said. Have but... absolutely no idea in character. We have no idea. You, in you person, I accidentally said it. Okay. Yeah. So in character, we don't know what it says. Okay. Grogger, or Grogger kind of takes it. He's like, and, and who is this from? 
uh, city lord of um, Sailport. Sailport. Yeah. It's like ah, okay. And then he uh, he kind of just uh, Lord. It's from Lord Gallows. Yeah. Lord Gallows, and he he kind of opens it up real quick and uh, gives it a quick glance. It's like seems that he was quite impressed with your work. Um, uh, boss, I don't mean to speak out of turn, but uh, Lord Gellos seems, made it seem like he knew you pretty well or something. I have not met Gethryn Gellos, but um, from this letter, it seems that he is uh, was quite a fan of your work and has heard of the Goblin Gazette. Uh, and it seems that uh, he would be interested in us opening a, another store or not uh, store, but the headquarters in DM Scotland. when he says that he never personally met him uh, was he being sincere can I do, roll an insight check on that sure honestly I'm trying to remember what I had said that Catherine Gillis said oh uh, I rolled a 15 flat it, that I, um I don't have anything to my insight so it's yeah. just 15 uh, I you, you think he's being as far as you can tell he's being honest Okay. Um, and just from the interactions you had with Catherine Gallo, it, it didn't necessarily seem like he knew him personally, but like that. It, it's just that he mentioned him by name specifically. That's why. Yes. And you got the sense that that's because he was a man of great import who could get information should he desire. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so Gargard basically tells you that, uh, yes, it, it looks like he'd be interested in us opening... Um, a shop there in Sailport. That's fantastic. Well, on the plus side, there is an empty lot there now that Hector's here, so <laughs> maybe he'll he'll let you use that for an expansion <laughs> down the line. That's a good point. What happened to his shop? <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. He, well, I figured <laughs> no, he was no. in debt, so they probably just oh. took it back, because that was why he had yeah, to do sure. all the, like, the shady magic mm-hmm. stuff, because he had money problems. No, I'm, I'm thinking, at a minus one intelligence, Steel Scar would still be like have enough intelligence to point that out, wouldn't he? What? I would say yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shot. How pissed would Hector be if he just got sent back? <laughs> <laughs> head on back. Hmm. But now under, now under an employer. Yes. Uh, under new management. He's like, so it's, it's, yes, it seems like you boys did a very good job and pressed Lord Gellows there, so thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. Doing our he's best, like, well, boss. He's like, well, things here have been going great. Um, your stories have been selling like hotcakes. They've gained a, you've gained quite a bit of following here in Esserim. People have started calling you the Fearless Four. I'm kind of tacky, but the name that's kind of stuck for you guys um, like when uh, as soon as he says that again Steelscar just has this cringe phase like, <laughs> yeah. like is that the name they really gave us the fearless four he's like it's the name that I've heard tossed around well I mean, they obviously I'm have not, not met fantastic. us <laughs> but we are always afraid I'm not gonna go against the public so whatever they want to like, say they, I guess we'll go with it for now He's like, I mean, you've took on no, taken on Knowles, you've fought Mind Flayers, you've countered Aboleths, you've fought a dragon, you've stopped a... Oh yeah, speaking of that, you need to update the official documents. I've changed my name to, uh, <laughs> to, to have the dragon's name as my middle name now, so... He's like, interesting, interesting. All right, I will go to that. <laughs> um... 
Wow, you really did change it on D and D Beyond. I know, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, shouldn't it be Rimzar and Bane? No, I shouldn't. <laughs> you took Should. you took its name. Yeah, <laughs> I just own. no, I took its family name. <laughs> Yoink. Mine. There you go. Um, but uh, Gargut says uh, people seem to look forward to your exploits. So, uh, hey, you know that's great. And just in the past few months, we've had numerous tips come in for stories. So, um, we've had to hire a, another crew or two to handle it all. So, um, thank you. And with that, and he he pulls out. Um, a sack of gold. Sack of gold. Uh, Sacks and, of gold. Uh, sets it before you guys and is like, this is for your trouble. Uh, should be about 800 gold a piece. Wow. A piece. It is, uh, you've taken, what is it? Three jobs I've given to you since you, or two jobs I've given to you since you left. Um, and then all the other stuff you've uh, been able to send me has help to go along the way so here you go and he hands, hands you guys the gold fantastic um excellent gotta get paid this has been a fun opportunity for us so far so thanks <laughs> he's like and uh, as we've discussed Casimir you're welcome to hang around with this group here and just, you guys seem to do a lot of good work so I look forward to what else you can do brilliant uh, do we have a uh there any rules or anything in our contract for uh, compensation for lost body parts by chance? I actually believe that there was a part that said that they, they are not responsible for any... Yeah, uh, they, they did say that. They're not responsible encounter. for any... Would not I believe, be surprised. I do believe that that was part of the contract. That, that, was, that, that was part of the original <laughs> paperwork. Not responsible for loss of life, limb, or soul. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or personal items in your on your person yeah like your sword <laughs> like my sword I had to go pay for it myself because they were not going to replace that <laughs> he's like I'm sure that you boys are tired um, if you have any questions for me let me know I have plenty of jobs available If whenever you are ready for something else maybe um, a day know, but... would be nice for us before we yes, take yes. another job yeah yeah yes of course, yes, of course. I, I was not hoping to throw anything on you I, you guys you boys need rest so whenever you're ready for something just come and get me uh, we'll find you some work. Excellent. Cool. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you. Yeah, let's. Uh, as for work, uh, maybe some more fun. We'll we'll think about it. This is all right. Let me know when I can tell you where we have some work. Sounds good. And then I think we'd go to the balding bar next door for rest. As, as you guys are leaving, um, is like, ah, you might want to um, visit the Brightstones. Make sure that Amber's oh, not. Um, yeah. Not not giving. Hector, too hard of a time. Sounds good. Yeah, I did want to go. I did have something to uh, to talk to them about, so I'm gonna hit that way myself. Okay. Because remember, uh, when back when I was trying to get armor, so now that we're here, I want to figure out. I want to get armor that doesn't give me disadvantage. I got you. But I'm, to, I'm, 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 yeah. My my goal was I'm, I was trying to retain my AC or bump it up if possible but without uh, imposing disadvantage, which is pretty hard for a character of my stature so far. Yeah, you stole my idea. <laughs> um, the main thing I could see you doing is uh, adamantium full plate. That's what I was thinking, but yeah. I wonder how much that would cost. Um, I actually calculated it out. 
based on 5e stuff. I think it's like another an extra 8 1500 uh 1500 gold for full, full plate armor uh bumps it around to 1850 if you do adamantium. We got to have the resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. we need, we need mm-hmm. adamantium. All right, so you guys make your way downstairs to the brightstones. Um Casimir for simplicity's sake, I will say that you have not met the brightstones before. Uh, yeah. But uh, so you guys make your way down onto the floor, head to the back room, uh, for those of you who have visited the Brightstones. Uh, you guys enter in. Um, Casimir, uh, it's a small, like, shop, uh, and you immediately see a female dwarf um, standing at, uh, like, a, like you know, what would be, like, a for her, kind of, uh, like, a... God, why am I blanking on the word? Like, what you would... Counter. Yeah, it's a counter. <laughs> um and uh, like where you would be purchasing something, right? Your transaction would take place. Um, uh, but as you guys enter, um, she sees you guys. And this is Amber Brightstone. She works for the Goblin Gazette. Uh, she is a uh, wizard uh, and helps create magical items for those who work for the Goblin Gazette, whatever they may need. Um, she basically takes orders and does stuff. Um, says Amber, I can look real quick the description if you're just curious. Um woman blonde hair blue eyes was that amber <laughs> that was a description that you gave us amber no oh no that's not amber amber is brunette with blue eyes she's oh, brunette. brunette yeah blue um, eyes by dragon <laughs> she's just a blue eyes by dragon she has a uh, fine jewelry and wears a robe um now she sees you guys she's like oh look at this the boys they're back hey, I, amber. I, I i greet her in dwarven Oh, and and she uh, she gives you a grin, and she's like, "Ah, in dwarven." She's like, "I see that you've picked up the." Uh, did you know dwarven before, or is it just because of the belt? Because uh, because of the belt. Okay, okay. So she goes. She like uh, as she's talking to me, and she asks me where I learned this. I just point at the belt on my waist, and she kind of like, uh, <laughs> like oh, yes, yes. Well, it's always a nice thing to speak to someone in my own language." Uh, then she switches back to speaking common for everybody, and uh, I do that on purpose because Casimir's there. <laughs> because we know he's trying to learn, so I yes, yeah. Anything that I ask her myself, I'm gonna ask her in Dwarven. Gotcha. Okay, and I'll right. do my best to keep up. Thankfully, I got three days <laughs> with that belt, so that's because like I because <laughs> this is this is how I picture it in my mind. I start talking to her in Dwarven. I point at my belt, I look at Casimir, I give him a thumbs up, and I point to my ears so he can listen. <laughs> there you That's go. All I, I don't give, I don't, I don't, I do not say a word to Casimir. All I do is uh, gestures to him. All okay. right. I just wink at him. All right. Um, so, yes, yeah, so this is Amber. Can you wink uh, in your current condition? <laughs> I think he can wink, yeah. Can I wink? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he can. Can yeah. my eyes even close? How do I sleep? Yeah, you can. These yeah, good you questions. Can. Yeah, yeah. You can close them. Okay, cool. I said it looked as if your eyes burned out. Not that. Uh, Hector's already in there, isn't he? Yes, Hector's in there with Amber. Um, seemed like she was asking him all sorts of questions, just his experience, all this stuff. Um, Hector, how are you settling it in? He's like, he's like, um, well, she seems to have a lot of work for me, and I, but I look forward to the opportunity. Uh, and then you, you, you hear like what sounded like, you know some hammer being a hammer or like metal being hammered in the background and stop. And eventually you see Oscar, uh, there's a male dwarf. Uh, he's got a long black beard with gold clasps in it. He has 
green eyes um, comes walking out and just kind of like nods to you guys uh, as he like seems to grab something and then make his way back in the back. Um, but yeah, so uh, she she introduces herself to you, Casimir. Um, she is as Amber Brightstone, and then her husband is Oscar Brightstone. Um, I asked her what she had. Uh, so, uh, you got any any new goods for sale from the last time we saw you? Look, I um some. Was there anything in particular you were looking for? Okay, I'm gonna be blunt. Um, I've been looking for, or tr- I've been trying to find a way to keep myself well armed, but I don't know if you noticed this armor makes too much noise and. I'm trying to reduce that by as much as possible. I know there's things, uh, you said Mithril, right, um, Ian? Uh, Adamantium, actually, is the I, one that I oh. looked into, but I don't know what the details are for Mithril. I think, I think Mithril can only be a certain, I think it can only be like medium armor. Yeah, 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 Adamantium. Uh, I, I, I know there are things like Adamantium that might work, but from there, I really don't know much. Oh, wait, no, it looks like it might be able to be. Could it be enchanted again? So it could be enchanted. You could. So she, okay. So she basically tells you, well, you could either have it enchanted. Um, you could have some sort of enchanter on it to prevent it, or you could have um, some very expensive uh, armor created for you. All right. Uh, and for this armor, what would I possibly need? Well, do you want an enchantment, or do you want it to be made out of a? She's like, I, I, I don't know. And she call out, calls Oscar in, and Oscar, um, she's like, <clears throat> and she's like, tells him that um, what you're looking for. Um, as I ramble, you want Mithril? My bad. Is um, adamantium removes yeah. uh, the critical hit chance. Okay, so Mithril. Yeah, yeah you want Mithril? Yeah. My bad, buddy. So you would want Mithril armor. All right. So while we're discussing that. I um, speak with Oscar, and he basically tells you if you don't want it magical, you would need mithril. Mm-hmm. And which one was the one that takes away my critical hit? Adamantine? Adamant? It doesn't. It, adamantium, when worn, any critical hit against you becomes a normal hit. Against me? Against mm-hmm. you. So if you had if you had heavy plate armor made out of adamantium, it'd be an AC of 18 with the ar- from the armor, or uh, with the armor. Um, strength breaks 15 and it'd be disadvantaged on stealth, but any criticals against you become normal hits. Mithril, on the other hand, it looks like hide. Wait, it's weird. It can be, it can be heavy. It says armor, medium or heavy. Um, it just removes the, the disadvantage. Check yeah. Penalty, yeah. But it's still the same AC. Yep. Yep. Uh, 18. That. 18? I would go with that one. So yeah, uh, in that case, I also would be looking for Mithril Plate, if possible. Yeah. I was going to do Adamantium to remove those criticals, but being able to not uh, squeak down hallways would be great. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Oh, and um, while I have, um, while I do have um, both Oscar and um, shit, what was it? Amber there, uh, I'm going to pull up my sword and like place it in front of her and be like, um, if you have any, uh, if you want to judge any of Hector's work, he did work on this sword, and I'll like place it on the counter so they can both inspect it and maybe judge on how they think it. Uh, I'll look at Oscar, and be like, um, I know you, you are a master blacksmith, so maybe you can judge this, uh, the make of this, uh, this weapon yourself since you do 
you do have your own forge in the back. Remember, Oscar or Hector didn't make the blade. He just enchanted. no, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna let them know that Oscar and Chan- I mean Hector enchanted it, and then that I had like the Cutlasses make the sword. Okay. All right. They they look it over, and yeah, they seem impressed by the work that was done uh, on the sword. Um, Hector kind of like you know nods to you like thankfully like he didn't think about that. Um, so regarding if you both want mithril armor, I will need to look to see what the cost is of that. Um, yeah, I'm not exactly certain, uh, but I will also say uh, so as you ask Oscar this, since it sounds like you guys don't want magic armor, you want mithril. Um, Oscar basically says, "Well, uh, don't have just mithril laying around. I'll have to um, reach out to some contacts." to see if they have any available mithril to be able to do that. I don't know exactly the price right now. I'd have to let you know. That's uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I appreciate the time. Just kind of like nods and makes the way back into his shop. So once he heads back, I'll go, I'll go back to Amber and be like, uh, so what do we have for sale right now? What do we have for sale, DM? Shopping. Shopping. Like I said, man, it depends on what you're looking for. I don't have a ready list of necessarily. I have the old list. I don't have a new list. I didn't know you were going to want to buy stuff right now. I don't want to buy anything. The basic items I'd like to buy. And they're the uh, things I'm on. Get your shopping list out of here, Gasser. Pulling out a scroll. What's the closest thing to Dogecoin in your universe that I can invest (laughs) in? Oh my gosh. There you go. Goblin coin. Look I have 7,000 gold that I'd like to invest. <laughs> in Dogecoin. I have I have 5,000 gold just to waste right now. Man, you got lots of gold. Sitting on a lot of gold. I mean, you're going to have to buy some mithril armor. <laughs> True. I wonder how much that, that would be. be um, it is ranges from 50 to 500 extra gold on top of the base cost, depending on rarity in the in the uh, yeah. setting. If you're looking for full plate, that's expensive too. So you're looking for full plate mithril At- Full plate is fifteen hundred, I think. Yeah. Oh, I have enough to cover that. Fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be just ch- it's just chunky, chunky yeah. change. All this. Um. No, but uh, do you still have the old list? But she still has some of the old items. That's what I'm looking for. I'm trying to find where I put that. Um. So the old list. Uh, looked like there was armor of cold resistance, a bow of plus one, braces of archery, a great sword of plus one, and a movable rod. You guys have all of these things. <laughs> uh, some potions of healing, uh, but that was the old list. You guys actually... Can we get actually, another movable rod? That's hilarious. You guys actually own all of these things. <laughs> just Brilliant. The... How, how much is it for oh another gosh, movable two. rod? Yes, yes, two of them, because then you can just... Yeah. The removable rod. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, hold on, guys. Hold on. So what the you can do, is just tie one to the bottom of one of your boots, and so you reach up with one, clunk, lift up your feet, clunk, up, clunk. <laughs> like you're just doing arm. like a caterpillar up a wall or out in the middle of midair. Uh, gosh. No, no, we do that with um, Elamir, so he's a sniper, like 200 feet up. Hmm. He doesn't need a tree stand. <laughs> He's got a sky stand. The immovable round is four thousand gold. That's oh, a lot of not... money. It's a lot, but it's <laughs> I think worth it potentially. I mean, what's the likelihood that we'll encounter another one in the wild? 
Is that a question for me or just a generic question? Interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good opportunity, potentially. So, hmm. From what she has, I don't, don't. Uh, besides the, what was it, Mitro? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not really interested in anything that they really have. I'm looking, I'm literally looking at a list, seeing if there's anything that piques my interest, but not really. <laughs> I know um, what sword I want, but they don't probably don't have it. <laughs> a Vorpal great sword. A Vorpal great sword. Oh, it's just sitting right here. Here you go. No, <laughs> you didn't ask last time. <laughs> I'm like, uh, Amber, could you give me a, a Vorpal great sword, please? <laughs> no, yeah, I, I wouldn't ask her that. Uh, I, yeah. I will buy the other rod. Ooh, you're gonna buy the other movable rod? Yeah. All right. Now I can go anywhere. <laughs> you said four I mean, Yeah, you gotta click it. You gotta click both ends. Remember? Yeah, you just hold them, right? Yeah. You just, like, I could literally just like click, click. I've always, I'll be honest. I've always pictured you have to click both sides. I don't know if that's the case or if it's one side. I've always imagined you have to click both. I've always okay. imagined one. So yeah. Let's look. Let's look it up. Immovable. This has like clicking a button. It has a button on one end. You one can end either one actually end. press the button. Yep. So like I'm totally literally just mountain climbing anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> now all I need is the what is it? There's like the cloak of bat. The cloak of the bat, and then I can like fly. Mm. <laughs> Well, at that point, do you so, even need the rods? Oh, gosh. And then I could just, like, get really high, swoop down, and start just stabbing people. <laughs> just, oh, my gosh. Just, you know, just click, 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 click. Oh, my God. I'm just picturing this. Hilarious. And then I can teleport back up to my purse. <laughs> oh, God. That'd be so terrifying. Gosh. All right. Yeah. So I'm All right, you purchased poor now. You have the immovable rod. All right. The only thing I'm still looking for is that uh, spell storing ring eventually, one day. Yeah, I have noted down a ring of spell storing for you. I since you already have that loot, I removed the one I was looking Remember, for. Remember, you have the you have the the. I do, the but I just yeah, we just didn't have enough money for the other thing. How much did I say it was? Did you write it down? Mm. I know I had somewhere buried in my notes. Um, and then I was gonna ask. Um... Three thousand GP. Um. I don't think I don't think any of them would have things like rings for sale either, huh? Just like a regular ring, like a ring of protection. <laughs> um, not right I, now. Nah, I, I know. I, I I all I really care about is getting things that will raise my AC. I, I think damage-wise, steel scar is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, the only sword I want is a vorpal blade, but I mean, that's just that's nothing. <laughs> I don't have a complicated list like others. Um, and then I was going to figure out if I could, um, or if they could f fashion anything out of my dragon scales. Gotcha. So you call Oscar back in? Yeah. Um, I was thinking either a reinforcement to my armor or uh, a dagger. So uh, he tells you that, yeah, if you want to make armor, um, I believe we talked about this, it would be scale mail, I think is what I said. Okay. Um, which is medium or heavy or something like that? Which is medium, I think. Or, hold on. Yeah, because I think I looked up um, 
I currently have studded leather. Yeah, so I looked up studded leather. So basically, in my mind, it was, would you be able to have enough pieces of the scales on the armor to be able to actually make a difference? Um, and so for studded leather, I, w- I said, no, I don't think that studded leather would have enough metal, on, like enough scales on it to provide the protection. Sure. Um, but uh, he could make you uh, some sort of medium armor, scale mail, or something like that. Um, and that would give you resistance. I think it was actually uh, resistance or immunity. I forget which one. I think it was resistance to lightning damage. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's what the armor would do. Okay. Uh, as for a dagger, he's not certain. He would have to uh, see what he could do if he were to be able to do a dagger out of it. Uh, let's explore that just because I don't want to. Uh... Elmir's not comfortable in medium armor. He's needs to be able to get away. I mean, you don't really have to if you're 1,500 feet up in the air with uh, the immovable rods. <laughs> I don't know how far I can get in combat. Just start clicking away. <laughs> it's What's your action? climbing speed? <laughs> it's an action to click the button and move it up, I think. Mm. So that would be, every turn it would be click, move up. <laughs> yeah. Next turn, click the other one. Moving up a foot and a half. <laughs> uh... Yeah, so I'll tell him uh, that uh, I'm interested in seeing what a dagger could do, and then um, if he's... Well, I guess I'll ask the group. Is anybody interested in my uh, dagger of venom? Crickets. No, okay. I'm offering it to Oscar uh, to sell back to him. No, wait, what was that? Uh, A dagger of what? Dagger of venom. I have a regular dagger equipped. I could probably use that for whatever emergency. Does it require attunement? Does it require attunement? Um, no. Perfect. I have one dagger, and I think I threw that dagger one time. <laughs> it, like, yeah, so it has like a special ability, but um, it just takes an action, and uh, so I never uh-huh. found a good time. So I'll remove it from mine. You can add it to yours. Armor of what? A venom? I mean, dagger of venom? Dagger, dagger of, of venom. venom. So you gain a plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls made with it, and then its action does something special. You can use an action to cause thick black poison to coat the blade. The poison remains for one minute or until the attack. Using this weapon hits a creature. The creature must... Okay. It's pretty good if you do it like before combat. Like, throw it, especially with that potion of invisibility, throw it for advantage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just bury uh, it deep in their back. Perfect. I'm going to equip this and unequip the other dagger for now, wherever the, the heck is, I have it. There you go. Um. Oh, snap. I do uh, just uh, look at the part and like, uh, I, I uh, pull out from my bag of holding a breastplate and a greatsword. I'm like, I do have these items if anybody needs them. Because I did a, I did have a breastplate before I bought the the, the split armor. Because we got paid that out, first time. And I'd pull out my spare battle axe, spare war pick, and my old mining helmet. Dumping all our crap on the floor and. Who wants this? So I will say, Amber, as you guys are like dumping all this stuff, she's like, "Well, lads, I will tell you this. Um, you're not gonna make a bunch of money if you're selling stuff to us. You better luck selling it to someone else." Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we're just trying to see which one of us needs what. 
Gotcha. Can we have a whole episode that's a yard sale and it's just bloody <laughs> negotiating with people? Give me a cheaper. Give me a pay more for uh, this. Um, uh, DM, what time of day would this be right now? Uh, I said you guys got in around like two ish sure. or three ish, I think. So, I so, imagine so it's like not, nine now because we've been in here nine, haggling with nine, them. Yeah. No, I'd say it's like maybe three o'clock, four o'clock at this point. I mean, it's you've not been here super long. Maybe right. uh, well, um, Guys, I don't know what else we need to do. Maybe we can uh, we can stop by the Balding Bar for a quick welcome back drink. But I do have some things I gotta take care of, and uh, I hope uh, I hope Casimir can join me in one of these. I kind of want I kind of need your input for where I'm about to go in a bit. Happy to come along spiritually. Yeah, it's a it's a spiritual thing. We don't have to die for this one, do we? No, 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 no we... Um, I, we don't have to I lose got, any other body parts, do we? No, I got three stops to make, but um, one of them is at the... Uh, where was it? The, the, what was the temple called? Uh, at the Temple of Marian. All right, so uh, you, you guys um, want to stop by the Balling Bard, and then you're going to kind of split off and do your own things, right? Sounds yeah. like... Okay. You guys make your way back to the Balding Bard uh, after bidding farewell to Amber and the Brightstones and Hector. Um, Balling Boar, if you remember, is right next door uh, to the Goblin Gazette. As you guys make your way in, you see the familiar sights of the Balding Bard. Uh, you see the, the barkeep, Harry. Um, bald Bard. Um, as you meet him, um, so I'm just getting my notes for Esserum here. Um, so fuzzy was he once it wasn't so fuzzy in this? <laughs> yeah. There it is. Um, sorry. I see. Yeah, you see the the dark wood and all this stuff. Just what what the paint, the beautiful paintings and stuff. Um, um, it's very well, nice. When we're walking around, would people recognize who we are? Since you're saying that we're getting some kind of uh, um, reputation here, or so, do they only know us by story but not face? Um, just kind of what you gathered from Grogger, it seemed like they kind of know you from story, not face. Right. Got it. Um, but as you may get into the Balding Bard, uh, you see the familiar sights of everything. Were you wanting to uh, just let Harry know that you're here and you'll need rooms for the night? Yeah. I'll, I'll go up to Harry. He probably, he should remember us, I hope. Yeah, he remembers you guys. He's like, oh, welcome back. It's been a bit. How have your journey's been? Interesting indeed. Um, you probably read about it on the paper already from the Goblin Gazette. I have, I have, yes. Yeah, a lot of those stories are from uh, what do they call us again? You said the the Fearless Four. Fearless Four. Yeah, and some of the stories are from us, the Fearless Four, as people are seem to be calling us these days. Yes, they've been quite the hit in town. I assume you'll be needing uh, lodging. Of course, that's why I mean, that's why we're here. Uh, how many rooms? Two rooms. Uh, do you guys want two rooms or four rooms or one room? Uh, two rooms. He's <laughs> uh, like, all right, I'll be sure to uh, get you guys situated. Just stop by. Let me know when you guys are ready to uh, head to bed or need your rooms. I will get them for you. Oh, excellent. In the meantime, round of drinks for me and my friends. Of course. And he uh, grabs, you know, some mugs, fills them up and slides them over to you guys. Is that open people here? Uh, it's four-ish o'clock. There's some people, not the the big crowds haven't arrived yet. All right. 
So I, I, I uh, take the drinks. I take the drinks back to the whatever table we're all sitting at, and I'm like, well, friends, here we go. All right. I, I look at her like, I want to propose a toast. Uh, we've had uh, grueling adventures, fun adventures. You know, some of us nearly died. Some of us were exceptional. But, <laughs> but, but at, at the end of the day, we made it back here safely and in one piece. So I think this is... This is a bit of celebration is in order, I, I would say. Celebrate. And I uh, I put my mug out in the middle of, of us four. I'm like, cheers, guys. I, I clink. Cheers. You guys drank your... And I down it. And down it. And... All right. Funny how yeah. Stillstar drinks now that he almost, like, almost nearly died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's enjoying it. life. <laughs> No, um, too short. As a as a as a as a side thing, I'm pretty sure the group noticed that uh, after Steel Scar came back, he's been more uh, not as uh, uptight and then enjoying things more. Probably because he knows that if he can die at any moment, so he'd rather enjoy life than be by his old standards. There you go. He also got turned into a chicken. Turned into a new leaf. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the real change came from. <laughs> it's turning into a chicken. And I was being fried. <laughs> mm. I was almost barbecued. The ring of death. There you go. I still can't believe that whole encounter there. <laughs> it was fun. Ring All of right. Fire. So tell me what everyone wants to do, um, and we can split up. You guys can break off. Um, we'll start with Steel Scar. Since it sounds like he has a list, what are you wanting to do? So my, uh, I have three people to visit here. One of them is uh, High Priestess Delma. The other one is uh, Matthias. And then uh, uh, Captain Doring. Okay. I have three people to visit. So I'm, I look at a uh, cast and they're like, ah, oh, you ready to go? Our first stop is most likely going to be Captain Doring at the guardhouse since it's literally right next to the Goblin Gazette. All right. Let's go. Um, as you are actually, mine is, gonna, mine is gonna be the longest, I feel. So, if anybody else really needs to do something first, you should take that yeah. first. Well, as you are sitting there, uh, Steel Scar, Harry actually walks up to you, uh, and is like, uh, Steel Scar, we were, rec- I received a, a letter here from, um, addressed to you, and he, uh, just hands it to you. I look at the letter, does it say who it's from? Uh, yes, do you, I, I will send you the letter. Oh, perfect. Oh, DM letter. Wow. Are you sending it? Where are you sending it? I'll send it to you on Discord. All right. Perfect. You actually have a letter written up? What? He's Matt Mercer in this thing. <laughs> Lily's like, you're being all Matt Mercer right now. <laughs> he hand just... calligraphied this. <laughs> yes. He aged a piece of parchment 20 years. That's right. I did. I bet you if we were sitting in the actual table, you would literally hand me a piece of paper right now. I would. It's written in the blood of a goat. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, all right. Um, was there anyone else who had stuff they wanted to do? I have a few things that I could do, but it's not going to be probably super short. Okay. Why? Mine can happen whenever Steel Scar and I end up at the uh, 
temples. I want okay. to get see if anyone knows anything about the symbol from the book that Sister Lethel gave me. And then there's the symbol on my axe for that one order of paladins that I haven't identified yet. Okay. What was yours, Cody? Yeah, I was just going to... I have two things, but one is for the group. So before people split up, and I guess while Steel Scar is, you know, kind of pondering his letter, I just um, address the group and say, um, I'm, I'm not one to make demands much of this team. Uh, you guys probably all know that, but as the uh, the letter that I shared with you all kind of said, um, it seems my mother and our people are in uh, quite the ordeal these days. So uh, I don't know where the Goblin Gazette wants to take us or where all of your paths take us, but um, I am certainly looking to head north uh, if possible. So consider that, and obviously we'll have to see how other things go. Uh, that's really, that's all that's been on uh, that's why I'm just gonna eat my mind for the last... Uh, you know, week or so as we travel back to here. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, let's see where the Goblin Gazette sends us, and you know, if we... I have no reason not to go north, um, if, so if we want to do that, we totally can. Uh, appreciated. And, um, so I look at... Uh, I... I basically was reading the letter on my like to myself and I'm like well if we're heading north um, maybe a quick stop northwest uh, wouldn't hurt it'd be uh, it'd be nice to to see my, my my pops again since this is a letter from him so maybe how uh, where, how are you gonna do, where that, no do that man where north are you are you planning to go uh, Elamir? Uh, the Frostfire Fortress. That's that's deep north, isn't it, DM? Yes. Yeah, it's in the frozen wastes. Right. Way uh, up in there. I um, mean, okay. Yeah, if if uh, if uh, if something takes us up up north, I'm more than happy to come with you. I just uh, my my thing is not important from this letter. It's just uh, just checking up on me and everything, but. Maybe once we're done up there, on our way back back down to Esrom, a quick pit stop would be uh, would be nice if if you guys don't have any other uh, pending matters after we help Elamir with his. I have some business by the Chilled Lake. I'd like to visit there again if we could. Well, as for me, my business is here, and again, I'll pull out the medallion. Like I got two people to talk to about this, and uh, they very, they were very specific in, in letting me know that they needed to talk to me once we returned here. So that's my business for now, that I got to take care of. Yeah, uh, uh, this might lead to a more a solution, or it might just lead to more questions and going out to seek answers. But for now, this is all I got to go off of. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're, you know, not dead set on it yet, but um, as you can understand, you know, you wanting to get back to your father, um, where my mind's been, but um, I, I'm sure we'll be here for a few days just, you know, cleaning up business and catching up. So 
Um, plans can change, uh, but we'll, we'll we'll see where things take us. Do no, we know fair. where in the north is the uh, fortress? Way north. So well, there, yeah. there's. I know that it's way north, but there's central, western, and eastern, and I'm just curious. Uh, so it's somewhere up in the frigid wastes, uh, according to what? Yeah, it's up here, according okay. to. Gotcha. Elamir has said it's it's somewhere around here. I wouldn't mind stopping in Ilum on the way, but I know some are reserved about that. Well, if we go to Ilum, that's not uh, that's not too far from Wood uh, Woodpine, so I wouldn't mind going down down if that we go way through Ilum. Yeah, I'd that's like it. to stop at Zakul. Uh, <clears throat> when when he said Ilum, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, I. Uh, Everything I just said, I take it back. Yeah, I did. <laughs> no, as a as a as a character, I did not say uh, anything. Yeah, because okay. I know you've okay. mentioned before that you don't want to go to Ilm. Yeah, I just looked. I just looked because I was looking at my backstory for uh, the name of certain places that I know, and I'm like, no. So everything I just said, it's re- retracted. <laughs> retracted. Retracted. Nobody heard it. I didn't say it. Boom. Gotcha. <laughs> Okay. So um, the other thing I was gonna do and do it in whatever order is, uh, and I think you probably mentioned it, but go see the the hunters guild here. Okay. Yes. Um. Didn't um. Didn't some didn't uh. We were told that we could always stop here at the hunters guild since uh, they know some of the black lodge folks, right? She said that they like weren't they weren't part of the same group, but she said that they had like they I were. Mean, a mutual you, understanding. Yeah, because they kind of do the same thing. Right. So you're not going to be able to walk in and be like, oh, we're Blacktail Lodge. Oh, yeah. But it's also like, oh, we're from Blacktail Lodge. Oh, okay. You're, we will, you know, kind of, oh, we know so and so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some common courtesies. So yeah. they'll know that we're Honda, your Toyota, that kind of thing. <laughs> All right. So uh, we will start with um, Steel Scar. And Casimir. So, what do you want to do, Steel Scar? So, I'll, I'll make um, first and foremost. I would make my way to the guard guard posts to see if uh, okay. Captain Doring is there. Let me fix the map. <clears throat> Not in Sailport anymore. There we go. So yeah, I'll go to the guardhouse. Okay, so make way to the guardhouse. Um. See the familiar sights of the guards outside training. Um, you able to get find out that uh, Captain Doring is on the ground. Seems to be, uh, you know, helping instruct some of the uh, new recruits for the guards uh, as you approach him. Casimir's uh, with you, right? Casimir yeah, Cas- okay. Casimir would accompany me because I, I asked him because uh, regarding this uh, religious matter. So he's like, ah, Steel Scar, Casimir, good to see you. Captain Doring. you here in Esserim so quickly. Oh, it wasn't a quick trip by any means necessary, but <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, we're just glad to be back. Yes, I imagine after that, um, all that stuff that happened in Redbrook, and from what I've read, that happened in Sailport with you. Indeed. Uh, indeed. Um, I'm, I still find it kind of funny how people here have named us, and it's, uh, I mean, I'm not going to go against what the people say, so more power to them. 
yes, it seems that you have uh, made quite a name for yourselves in the city. But uh, I'm here on regarding our important, the important matter we had discussed uh, previously. Now that I'm here, and I, I brought Casimir along only because he is also a man of of faith. So uh, I would I would think that having him along in this journey would be beneficial to me. If I have any questions, he might have some answers that I uh, I don't know myself. As he turns to you, Casimir, and sees your eyes, he says, Casimir, it seems that you have been touched by the gods or something. Uh, a costly gift from Halette. Ah, Halette, yes. He looks back at you, um, Steel Scar, and is like, yes, uh, let us uh, retire to my office and we can discuss as he... Um, lead you guys in the the um, guardhouse to uh, his office. Um, you guys, he offers you guys to take a seat. He sits down and is like, um, Steel Scarf, I uh, remember. Uh, actually, I, I will let you uh, discuss since uh, Casimir is here. Please, what is it that you, what are your questions? Well, I mean, we've, we've uh, <clears throat> since we last talked, uh, Casimir did point out a few things on um and what this medallion might mean. And I also, I pull out the book that I got it from a uh, sailport. And I'm like, and I mean, I found this book in sailport. It doesn't really say much that I already, it doesn't say more than what I already know, but maybe, maybe it'll tell you something that I probably missed. And I'm, I'm going to let them, I'm going to hand them the book momentarily. Like, um, if you want to take a quick glance at it, it's not a big book by any means, is it DM? No, it's not huge. And so like, I handle the book. Like, if there's anything in here that might explain to you anything else, but I, I doubt it since this is everything. Everything that we've discussed, everything that anything that Casimir has mentioned to me, I've pretty much heard it or read it, and I got, I don't got much to go out, go off of besides that. Okay. He's like, yes, well. Um... High Priestess Delma and I have spent um, some time researching and trying to understand uh, the the medallion that you gave us and uh, any questions that you had. You recall what I told you in Redbrook was that I I know what the medallion is from, um, and we were just we would discuss that matter matter further. Uh, yeah, I do. I do have a meeting with High Priestess Delma. Uh, as well after this so maybe says yes uh, I, I i'm not sure what other information she will share with you that i i will not share with you as we've done a lot of um we've traded a lot of information back and forth with each other about this matter um but yes feel free for you to talk to her uh we've been talking uh, give me one second to find my notes I'm curious to find out about the Nazi stuff now that you mentioned it previously. You are you... Nazis? What? What you said it, not me. I know. It's a it's a factory of making okay. super soldiers. Okay. Uh, so he's like, okay. So as we discussed, um, the medallion that you wear around your neck comes from the Order of the Bright Crusaders. Uh, they were a militaristic group. Uh, who believed that combining celestial and human blood, they could create an order of powerful warriors that uh, were had the proper birthright to run and be in charge of a thane. Um, I used to be a member of this order. 
Um, they are an offshoot of the followers of Eldrin. Um, that is why the medallion appears similar to Eldrin's. Um, but uh, that time is beyond me now. I have moved on from that. Uh, but they were a powerful group until they uh, were hunted down for the radical beliefs. Um, most of the order has been scattered or hiding in the shadows. I don't know exactly. I don't keep up on them. It's been many years since I was part of that group. Um, and it would seem that if your mother if was part of this group that she um, either had celestial blood or something. I, 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 I can't be certain, uh, but if you are an Asimar and uh, you say that your father was just a normal man, not any celestial blood in him, then it seems that your mother had some sort of celestial blood in her. The extent to which I, I cannot tell you. Um, so, if you have more questions about this topic, I am happy to answer what I can. Mm, for the most part, I'm just here. I, was, I just stopped by to pick up any information that you and high priestess that might have uh, uncovered it's uh i know this is going to be a very long journey and process for me to find out everything i need but i do honestly appreciate all the help that you've uh, given me thus far so of course he's like i have an old contact from her but I would rather not reach out to them unless I have to. So with that being said, if you can confirm and ensure that your father has told you all of, that everything he has told you is truthful, then I would feel more comfortable reaching out to my contact and asking them whatever questions that we had, we can go visit them. But I would want you to ensure that the information your father's given you has been truthful and has when uh, he has told you everything and is not withholding anything. Fair enough. I, um, when I get a chance or once I have any uh, extra spare time, uh, maybe I can make a trip to where uh, a trip back home and, and speak with him in person. I think this is a, a matter best suited for an in-person conversation rather than uh, rather than letters. Of course. My contact is in Ilum, so when you find that information, let me know and we can reach out to them and meet with them if it calls for it. Fair enough. Well, I do appreciate uh, all the help. Um, I will be heading to uh, High Priestess Delma soon. Maybe she has anything else. But if you guys have been sharing information as, as you were, then she'll probably won't have much to go off of either then but i appreciate the help either way of course and and she's been doing a lot of research on the osmar and just understanding their powers and where they come from and just from what we've been gathered it seems that i mean this is things that i knew just from my time in the order was that the the osmar just the the offspring of someone who has celestial blood in them whether they be two people with celestial blood in them or one person, uh, that is where they seem to get their celestial divine powers. 
and um, so I'll, I'll collect my book, you know, I'll give my thanks, and then head to uh, High Priestess Delmon. Okay. So you guys make your way um, to the Temple of Miriam? Yes. In the Guild's Way. Um, uh, I'll ask whatever, whoever's there, if I, uh, if uh, High Priestess Delma is available for a, a private meeting okay. uh, regarding a very important matter that uh, I've discussed with her, let it, I'll let them know that. Okay. So you guys make your way to the, scars there. Yeah. Make your way to the giant temple, um, Casimir. Don't know if you've been here, um, but it's it's a giant temple to the um, goddess Mirian. Um, is a very large structure here in Guild's Way. Guild's Way is um, more of the the wealthier district here in Esserim. Uh, you see giant buildings. Uh, it's where all the guilds re- reside. Um, what little information you know about Esserim is that uh, the the city is uh, basically not controlled by guilds, but the guilds hold most of the power in the city. Um, and this is where the Guild's Way is where all the guilds' headquarters are. Um, but the temple is here as well. This temple would be new to me. Okay. So, yeah, it's right here, the Temple of Mirian. Um, it's just a giant structure. Uh, it's very intricate. has, like, you know, stained glass windows. It's, it's very, um, just a beautiful structure. Uh, so you enter. Uh, you can it's, you can hear some people praying. Um, you're able to get a hold of someone, uh, Steel Scar, to ask about High Priestess Delma, uh, and they see if they can get a hold of her. Uh, they're able to find her as she uh, comes out, and you see her again, Casimir, having not met her. Uh, let me describe to you what she looks like. I'm going to jump through all my old notes here, man. Wow, we, we're making you go back. <laughs> uh, she has pale white skin, blonde hair uh, that almost looks white. Uh, she's piercing blue eyes. I think that's who you were describing. Yeah, but, yeah, that was High Priestess Damahoy. Yeah. Uh, she wears... Um, exquisitely beautiful robes of white and blue um <clears throat> and you can kind of see through her hair it looks like her ears seem to be a little pointed um but as she sees you she's like oh, steel scar it is good to see you good to see you uh good to see you as well high priestess i bow respectfully and what brings you here today well, um, I don't know if you remember, but the last time I was here, how long was it since you've been here? Like over a month, right? It's been a few months, actually. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's been a few months since uh, I've been here. And the last time we spoke, I had showed you, um, would it be possible to speak in private, actually? She's like, of course. And and who is this, your friend? Uh, this is Casimir. He uh, he also works for the Goblin Gazette, and he was on a, on a separate mission when we... Uh, when we ended up stumbling upon him and, you know, we decided to keep all the work together since we all work for the same place. Pleasure to meet you. She looks at you, Casimir, and sees your eyes and (laughs) um, she's like, well, Casimir, it seems that you have been touched by the gods. (laughs) I give her a grin. Paulette doesn't touch as gently as Mirian. Yes, the Blessed Mother is has a touch, um, a much lighter, gentle touch. He's a friend from work. <laughs> maybe she can, uh, maybe she can have a chat with Halette or Halas sometime. This is uh, the goddess Halette. She is a mystery shrouded in shadow. But please follow me to my um, my my quarters, and we can we can discuss things further. 
uh, as you guys uh, make your way through the temple uh, where you've met with her before, Steel Scar. Um, and she yeah. said, and, what, what questions did you have for me, Steel Scar? Well, I, um, I just came from talking to uh, Captain Doran, and he did let me know that you guys have been sharing information back and forth. So he gave me some information uh, regarding the medallion and all that stuff. And I pulled out the book again. I'm like, I did find this book and uh, Captain Doran didn't, uh, I, everything Captain, everything that I've read on this book more or less has information that we previously discussed and I'll hand her the book and I'm like, but maybe you can make something more out of this, you know, a gift if you would say uh, to help you with any research you might be uh, encountering and um just like thank you very much i will uh take a look at this um but yes i uh captain doring and i have been discussing things and uh i was able to we were able to do some research on the amulet and captain doring as i'm sure he's told you was once part of that order Um, he mentioned that yes it is a very um is a part of his life that he is not very proud of yeah, he did mention that uh, before any more anything else is done, I should really confirm with my father any information that he gave me growing up and try to confirm if it's true or not before proceeding forward. So that's one of the things I plan on doing, having an in-person conversation when I when I get the chance and and then coming back to Captain Doran to discuss how we move forward. But I honestly appreciate the help both of you have given me thus far. Just like, of course, my child. Um, yes, the Captain Doring has some um, contacts that he could re- reach out to, and but it's a sensitive matter, and it would be best to ensure that that contact needs to be made for your sake. Um, but the research I've been able to do just on Asimar and um, what I've been able to glean about the Order of the Bright Crusaders is just, uh, it seems that one of your parents was of celestial blood. Um, and that is where your powers manifest. Um, I was able to find some information that is possible to, for some, um, you can increase this power. How to do so, I do not know. Um, but it seems that some, it, it seems that being able to tap on that celestial side of you, uh, some can do it better than others, and since you can, if you have better training at it, you can become better at it. And um, no, no place to do this kind of training has been found, is what you're saying. It's not something that I know. It's not something that, um, no, no, it's not. Does not seem to be common knowledge. Question, GM. Yes. Walking through the temple, and also with her, would anyone glow blue? Besides Zealscar. Um, no, just Steel Scar. Okay. Um, but it's definitely a holy place, as a man of... <laughs> the place glows blue. <laughs> Everything's blue, you're blind. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it does actually, I think you... Um, I yeah, can see you, hallowed, yeah. Yeah, you can definitely see that this seems to be a hallowed place. Um, Ooh, is the uh, book I got from Sister Lethel blue? Um, I wanted to show it to the priestess here to see if she recognized the cover. Is not. Um, okay. So she, uh, are you? So are you asking her that? Uh, yes. So long as it wouldn't interrupt um, Steel Scar's conversation. Yes, Steel Scar, do you have any other questions for her? Um, 
well, with this information, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pay my my old man the visit first and see how things go there before proceeding forward. Then again, High Priestess, I appreciate all the help that you've given me thus far. Of course. And then Casimir. So you want her to look at the book? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd show her it and show her the okay. cover with the heart and arm with muscles. Um, she's like, oh, this, anything. this does not seem to be anything related to the gods. No. It seems okay. to be a book. Uh, nothing related to the gods. Okay. I will thank her and leave with Steel Scar. Um, I'll, I'll uh, thank her again and start making my way out of the little room towards the bigger hall. All right, and you guys leave. Do they still have that? Do they still have that collection plate in the front where people can just drop off donations or whatever? Yeah, I'm gonna drop uh, five gold in there. Okay. You guys make your way out of the temple. Uh, High Priestess Selma bids you farewell. Um, just tells you she'll be waiting to uh, hear what comes of the, uh, information from your father. And we head out, and I do have one more stop, which is at. The, uh, it was, I forgot which which of these guild houses uh, Matthias told me to go. Was it the Stoneworkers Guild? No. The Stoneworkers Guild, I believe, is where you got the job, the work. Yeah. No, oh, that's how we. Yeah, that's to to as a convoy, right? Yeah, that was the job that you took to go to Silver Ridge. Yeah, that's where we met uh, Matthias. Then. Uh, you didn't meet him there. That's where you got the job. You met him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. While we're heading there, I'll, I'll look at Cass and I'm like, well, this uh, where I'm, my last stop is not so much religious based. It's more of a I was asked to come here with someone that we uh, we had a convoy with. You're more than welcome to accompany me here still if you wish to tag along. But the other two stops were more or less what I really needed you with me for. So the choice is yours if you want to come through with me one last time. I can't think of anything else to get up to, so I think I'll tag along if that's okay. Perfect. And we'll make our way to the Stormworkers Guild House. Okay. All right, so you guys make your way there. Um, Matthias does not live there. If you'd like information, you can certainly ask. I will, uh, I'll go up to whoever's like running the front desk, receptionist, whatever, and be like, uh, I'm looking for Matias. He normally does deliveries, and about three months ago, we ended up getting a job here as a uh, non-boy to help uh, him, his team, uh, secure uh, goods to Silver Ridge. Okay, uh, go and roll persuasion check. I will give you advantage. Uh, the person who I'm talking to are they a dwarf by any chance? No, not, no. But persuasion, you're still giving me advantage. Perfect. Yeah, I'm giving you advantage since you've done work previously here. Uh, oh shit! Okay, uh, 11, 12, 13, 14. The 14 total. Dang, I rolled horribly even with that advantage. 14 total. <laughs> okay, um, the person uh, is it's this uh, kind of younger man. Um, seems a little hesitant, but uh, he he does recall that you've done some work after you kind of talk him through what you've done. Um, I let, him know, I let him know that we are the, what was it, the Fantastic Four? <laughs> the Fearless Four. <laughs> yeah, I tell him. Fearless uh, Four. Uh, he tells you that uh, Matthias lives in Shadow's Rest in a small house. Uh, and kind of gives you a description of the house. Shadow? Oh, okay. Perfect. That's by the Goblin Gazette. Yeah, it's just north of it. 
I thank them and I make my way there. I'm like, oh, one more stop. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll just munch on jerky while we walk along. There you go. I munch on jerky while we walk along too. You guys make your way to Shadow's Rest. Uh, uh, you eventually find the house. Uh, so you arrive at a humble little house off the main walkway in Shadow's Rest. Outside, you see a beautiful garden. It looks as if the owner takes meticulous care of. Uh, you see a familiar figure walking around Steel Scar, walking around the garden with a watering can. Uh, Matthias wears brightly colored clothes that differ greatly from the clothing you see worn here in Esserim. Uh, you see a few people maybe wearing this, but it's not the common clothing. Uh, but this is what you saw him wearing previously. I call out to him. Uh, as you call out to him, he, he turns to you. He's like, um, Ah, Steel Scar, it is good to see you. Pleasure's all mine, Matthias. Um, we, uh, we finally made our return, so I promised I stopped by to see you. Yes, please, come in and who is your friend? Uh, this is my friend, uh, Casimir. We, uh, we ended up connecting with him in uh, Silver Ridge as part of our job. He also is employed by the Goblin Gazette, so he is a trusted friend and ally to us. He's like, nice to meet you, sir. Casimir, it is good to meet you. Um, it's like, please, come in. I can uh, make some tea and we can have a discussion if you'd like, Steel Scar. Excellent. All right, you guys enter. It's Again, it's a small house. Um... Not super big. Uh, you guys step inside. Uh, Matthias, I uh, suggest you take a seat. He puts some tea in a kettle on, over a fire. Um, he's got like the salt and peppered beer. He's got, he's got kind of like a small hat that he wears. He takes off. He's bald. Um, Matthias was a what? Uh, not a dwarf, was he? He was a human. human. Uh, he had dark skin. And um, just from what you've gathered, he uh, seems to be from the desert, uh, which... I have retconned and changed the name because Dune Sea is the name of the place on Tatooine in Star Wars, and I didn't realize yeah. that I created it. Um, <laughs> so I changed the name. Yeah, uh, we, we can't have copyrighted material here, people. Sorry. Well, there's more. My, I, I don't want to steal this stuff. So I, I changed the name to the Akai Desert. All right. So oh. I got to go back and change that to Akai Desert. Fix your notes. <laughs> Why are your notes wrong? Got Why are my it. notes wrong? Get it right. So, so I'll go and sit down and, you know, and then we'll start our conversation. What do you, um, he's like, well, how have your travels been, Steel Scar? Oh, it's, um, overall pretty good. I mean, we've had, uh, you know, some serious, uh, encounters with, uh, dangerous folks. We were able to, we prevailed over <laughs> that. I'm pretty sure you read in the paper some of the things that happened on our several destinations. No Silver Age and uh, I have read many of your adventures. We've seems had some close encounters of the fourth kind. <laughs> he says it seems to be the case of what I've read. But we've survived and no made it back home safely. He says, and how do you how are you doing, Steel Scar, with your gift? Well, uh, I'll be honest. Um looking into it, working on it, and um you know, in one of these encounters, I I nearly lost my life, and after going through such a such an experience, it made me realize that I should enjoy life a little more, and you know, not restrain myself to things of my past. Where, like, for example, in our conversation, we had you said, you know, 
embrace your gift, you know, use it to its full extent. So I feel now that with these experiences I've had, I've uh, embraced it a little more. You know, I've, I wouldn't say I've come to rely on it, but I've, I've come to be one with it and use it for my advantage. Says I'm glad to hear that, Seal Scar. Just like a painter does not hide their gift, or a singer does not hide their gift, you should not hide yours. I have a lot of questions, and I, uh, and fortunately, I have uh, good friends and people helping me look and helping me look and find answers. Which is good to have good friends. And what about you? Uh, how was your, how was your trip back from Silver Ridge? Ah, it was, it was as it always is. Trips to Silver Ridge are not terrible. It's like Joseph and I um, got back. We've taken some time off to rest. Yeah. Remember, uh, we have a few jobs coming up soon, but uh, nothing to Silver Ridge. Nothing too far from here. Yep. My friends and I decided to. You know, enjoy a nice, relaxing day away from work. Just catch our bearings, unwind. It's been a very long three months, I would say. Says yes, taking some time is very helpful. I, in many my my year, many years of work, I have found that rigorous activities such as what you have been doing, finding time to rest and enjoy yourselves, and to just. Think about what you've been through. It does wonders for your soul. It really has. It's, um, I'm going to take full advantage of these couple of days and, you know, not just me, but be my friends as well and just recover and regain our strength again. It's good to hear. And how goes your, uh, your sword fighting? I was able to see some of it. Previously, I pull out my sword and I'm like, um, well, my the original sword I had, uh, it was lost. I lost it in battle. I was, for lack of a better term, I was humiliated. And my sword ended up on, in the river down the stream. Fortunately enough, I was able to come across very skillful blacksmiths who were able to forge this weapon for me. And it handles as well, if not better than my previous weapon. He's like, he kind of takes a sword and looks it over. He's like, this is fine craftsmanship. In the same um, style as the weapons and found in Soon. I, funny enough, the, and I, uh, the cutlasses, as they're known, they, uh, they seem, they told me they never had experience making any of these weapons, but to my better judgment, I feel like they produced a very incredible weapon. That they have. Regarding your shameful defeat, I will tell you in my experience that defeat helps us to see how we can improve ourselves. And defeat is a good way to improve yourself and not to give up. Like a blade that is sharpened, your defeat has sharpened you and you will become better for it. I nod in agreement, and as I'm taking all this, uh, I, I'm guessing coffee has been. Uh, oh yeah, he's like you guys. I mean, are not coffee, tea. We just lost. Uh... Yeah, we lost. Oh, his PC crashed. He's coming back on. 
Gotcha. I'm back. My camera's just not working. <laughs> <Connected to camera. laughs> um, and so he, uh, yeah, so he has a drink and tea, and he's like, well, Steel Scar, if you would ever be interested in um, some tips or training, I'd be happy to talk things over with you. I used to be a, uh, I used to wield and train with swords myself. I, I will keep that in mind. I appreciate the time you've given us today. Um, I, I am going to head back and check on the rest of my friends, see how they're doing on the unwinding. But I will definitely make time to stop by sometime soon and take you up on that offer about the sword. I look forward to it. And have a good night. You have, have a good night as well. You guys, farewell. Good to meet you. Steel Scar, are you all done with your activities for the day? That was it. That was everything that I wanted to. You gave me some you gave me some answers that I was surprised to get, so I'm happy. Uh all right, Castamir, do you have things you're wanting to do? Or uh no. Not like I can't think of who I would ask about the symbol on my axe, so otherwise no. Currently just okay. Well actually I'd uh, ask Steel Scar if you wanted to stop at the bakery we passed and get some sweet rolls. There you go. Uh, yeah, definitely. All right. Okay. Yes. Now we're getting sweet rolls. Get yourself we'll some get, sweet rolls. We'll get sweet rolls for us and for the rest. Yeah, we'll of the bring group. some back. All right. Um. Well, I would. Cody, are you there or not at all? Yeah, I just don't have camera. Okay, it's fine. Uh, what were you wanting to do? Uh, all <clears> that I had left. One of them obviously could happen after, like off, you know, episode. But read the book that you gave me, and then see what I learned. Planes of existence, and <laughs> then. Um, <laughs> Levy had mentioned it before, going to the Hunter's Guild just to see okay. what they're all about. But, you think at this point, probably it's probably better to wait to go to the Hunter's Guild, um, just yeah. to talk to them. Um, so we can see you, you read through your book. Um, let me, uh, sorry, real quick, find my stuff. Where is it? Here we I go. have an errand I would like to run, though. Yeah, I, I, okay. I'm going to get to you. Don't yeah, worry. I just want to make sure. But. Yep. Um, so, Elamir, you find some time to sit down and read uh, through the planes of existence. Um, you, you're kind of familiar with what the book's discussing. It's stuff that you've learned in your um, training as someone part of the Astral Order. Um, but it basically just goes through and lays out uh, kind of the understandings of the different planes of existence. Um, but just quick summary so you know about the material plane um, then you know about the far realm which is where you guys actually went with Mad King Jack um, he seemed to have a slice of the far realm carved out for himself um, goes through the other ones um, the Everdark uh, which is kind of this like shadowy um, reflection of the material plane uh Celestial plane uh, seems to be like there's some sort of plane of water, plane of fire, air, earth. Um, there's the astral plane, um, and then there's the ethereal plane, and there's the Feywild. DM, I have a question. Yeah. When he steps into the ethereal plane, does that mean, like, where, when he ethereal steps, does that mean he goes into the ethereal plane? I do actually think when he does, I guess he steps into the ethereal plane. Thank you. That was a completely out of character question. I was just curious. <laughs> no, yeah, he does. Thank you. That's what the spell says. Um, but yeah, so just gives you some information on the on the, on the planes of existence. Um, 
and just kind of like summaries of each of the ones. If you have any questions about them, let me know, and I can give you some information on them. That will do for now. Okay. All right, Levy, what is it that you would like to do? I would like to um, sneak out, put on a disguise. Okay. Um, and uh, my goal is to go find some shady people and procure some shadow dust so that I can smoke it with Dilskar. <laughs> oh no! That's how you want to appreciate life. So I, I will say, as you um, as you're sitting there getting ready to leave, um, a small boy runs up to you. Um, runs up to you. Um, let me catch my notes real quick. Uh oh! Someone's gonna die. And uh, he just looks at you, sets a piece of paper on the ground, or on the table in front of you, and runs away. I pick it up then and read it. Okay. Um, as you look at the note, uh, it says the following. Um, sorry, trying to catch up my notes here. The letter simply says, um, meet at the Grey Docks tonight. Come alone. Present the letter to a man named Gregor. And at the bottom, it just says the letter H. Hmm, wonderful. I take the letter. Okay. You want to still go find that Shadow Dust? Um, how much time do I have before? Um, well, if you're doing based off when they left, it was about, like, four-ish, so... Yeah, actually, I do want to go find that Shadow Dust. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I have enough time. It's not dark yet. Roll a, uh... Let's see. What would that be? Investigation. Yeah, and roll an investigation check. See if you can... You, you think you could figure out where you might be able to procure some. So, roll 18 plus 3. Uh, 21. 21. Okay, you uh, you wander around town. Um, specifically, you go to uh, <clears throat> Sun's Rise, which is a bit of a mm-hmm. poor mm-hmm. area mm-hmm. in Esserum. Um, you think you're able to find some people? You think you spot some people who might you think look shady enough? They might have some information. Um, you also think perhaps you could head to the uh, what was it called? Uh, Broken Dagger Inn, which is where you met the hook. Mm-hmm. That, that would seem like a pretty shady place. Um, I am I, going to avoid going to the Broken Dagger Inn purely because I have gotten this letter now and know that like we have work to be, be doing, so I don't want to be like involved with like being seen involved with him for you know reputation's sake. You end up buying from him. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> If he's selling or one of his people, um, but I would like to at least maybe like some of the the people outside that might I feel like might be able to do it. I would like try and go and persuade them with like maybe either a bribe or something to figure out where I could get some. You uh, find so you find the people. Um, go ahead and roll a persuasion check and tell me what you want to say to them. Um, but you see, you just see like like three kind of like. Um, younger guys they're kind of like wearing like some ripped up clothes and stuff uh but they they kind of just something about them too just thinks those guys might know what i'm looking for all right um i will so i rolled a 12 plus 
11, so 23. Um, <laughs> and I just want to roll up on him and just like, what's up, fellow kids? Do you know where I can get some shadow dust? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, they look at you and uh, one looks at you and he's like, shadow dust? Isn't that stuff illegal? Depends who's asking. Does does depend who's asking. Are you looking for some shadow dust? Uh, let's just say I want to treat a friend to a good night. And they kind of like look at each other uh, for a moment, and they kind of like nod for you to follow them down an alley. I follow away. Okay. Uh, one of them, uh, they immediately kind of like pat you down just to. Make sure you don't have anything on you other than the weapons that they can see. and <laughs> The weapons that I can see, the magic focus <laughs> foci that I have. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Like He's like, and how do we know that you're not part of the guard? I mean, look at me. I wouldn't be caught dead being a guard. <laughs> uh, make another persuasion check. Uh, 24 this time. Okay. He's like, all right. I could get you some shadow dust if you'd like. Absolutely. That's what I'm how here for. Um, how much do I know about shadow dust? Um, I think you've rolled on it before, potentially. Yeah. I forget why. I forget the context of you. Because I was trying it. to find out something to smoke with Steel Scar. And so I wanted <laughs> to know what drugs there were. And I, you said I knew about shadow dust. I need to look at real quick what I have written down about it. So I just want to know about like how much a single dose would be for like two people. Yeah, hold on. Actually, you know, I could always have extra. That could always be fun, but I don't really want to get caught with it. Um, don't you have a bag of holding? I mean, Sequen I do. I have one. I know for sure. It's very potent, so you don't need a lot. Okay. Um, you know, just enough for for one night. All right. It'll cost you a hundred gold. A hundred gold? Come on, that's not even close to street price. It's got to be more like eighty-five. Go ahead and make a persuasion check. Of course, you're gonna make a oh, persuasion. I'm gonna, check. I'm gonna use my dagger for uh, advantage on that. Uh, that will be a only a sixteen. Sixteen. Wow. Yeah. He kind of like gets closer to you and goes, "I've never met you. So far, you seem trustworthy, but I don't know that." So we're going to say 100 gold. And we're going to say you owe me 50 gold right now. And you'll get the other and pay me the rest when I give it to you. When am I getting it? So meet back here tomorrow, the same time, and I'll have your shadow dust. And how do I know you're not just going to run away with my 50 gold? And how do I know that you're not a guard? Well, this if I was a guard and you're offering to sell me something, I would have already arrested you. I have not sold you anything. You've offered to sell me something. But I've not sold you anything. There's been no exchange of anything. That's fine. But I mean, any guard would take, grab you and interrogate you because let's be real. They, they don't care about law. I could I could offer to sell you this building here, but that doesn't mean anything. That's very true. That's very true. Um, tell you what, how about I give you 25 gold now? I'll give you the rest later. Uh, assuming this is works out, I'm I'm happy to lose 25 gold if that's the case and you end up leaving. But I feel like 50 gold is a bit a big of an ask on my part, since we're just establishing our relationship. 
make another persuasion check with disadvantage. Okay, that's fine. Uh, another 16. Another 16. It kind of gets close to your face. So I said 50 gold now and 50 gold at the time of delivery. Oh! You know what? Fine. I'm going to show my friend a good night. It's worth it. I give him the 50 gold. All right. All right. He takes the gold. Kinda I'm like, retiring you know. this die because it's rolled like a five both times <laughs> on my persuasion checks. He tosses it to a friend who counts it up and he's like, meet me back here tomorrow at this time and you'll have your shadow dust and you and your friend can have a good time. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. And then they leave the alleyway. Cool. And then I will go and handle H's business. Okay. Um, give me one second. Um, do we want to wrap up or not? Or We will wrap up real soon, yes. Yeah, I just want to know if that was... Probably like five or ten minutes. Okay. Um, we all show up with cake. <laughs> all right, so you're wanting to um, go to the docks based on what the note said? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let me find it. All right, so uh, at this point, you've waited till it's kind of like um, darker out. Um, not as many people out. Um, you arrive at the Grey Docks. Um, you kind of like look around. Uh, make a perception check. You can see the oh. moon in the sky. The water reflecting the moonlight. Perception, 18. 18, okay. Um, look around. You see a man who doesn't look like he's doing much. You see a few people who are like moving stuff, look like they're working. Uh, most workers have gone. It's the end of the day. It's you know, nighttime at this point. But you see a guy who seems to uh, seems to be sitting um, against a wall. Uh, it doesn't seem to be doing much. He's just sitting there, looking around, it seems. Um, from like what I'm thinking, do you, I, I think this might be my contact that I have to go meet. Yes, yes. See, so, so I might approach him and um be and just kind of like present the letter basically okay you hand him the letter and he looks up at you it's like what's this i think you know kind of like looks it over for a second it's like i just give me a moment and uh he steps away for a moment <clears throat> And you get stabbed in the back. <laughs> uh, and he, he comes back with a bag, like a burlap bag. He tosses it to you. He's like, puts it over your head. I put it over my head. All right. Uh, and he, you can feel him kind of grab your arm as he begins to, it, it, you guys aren't standing out in the open at this point. You're kind of off to the side. Uh, as he begins to walk you down. And as he starts to walk you, uh, you sense the presence of a few other, like one or two other people uh, kind of near you. Um, so as you're walking, um, you were outside. You can't really see much out of the bag. Um, but you get the sense that now you're inside something. You're not sure exactly. Uh, make a perception check. Um, it would give you disadvantage since you're just listening to what's going on. Um, perception five, 12. 12. Uh, you hear like dripping water. Uh, you hear, um, kind of like this low, like, 
hum sound. Hmm, so uh, maybe like uh, under this under point. underground or something like that. Maybe I'm thinking. Perhaps. Yeah, you're not exactly certain, but that yeah, it seems to be the case. Um, and they like you go down some steps, uh, make a few turns here and there, um, and eventually you hear like a door opening, like, and you are kind of like <clears throat> pushed down into this chair. Um, and then the bag is ripped off your head as you see the hook sitting before you. You see his black obsidian skin, his snow white hair. Behind him you see his bodyguards, the large goliath you've seen previously, as well as the large half-orc standing nearby. And as you sit before the hook, he looks at the people who brought you, and he's like, leave. We have business to discuss. And the guys turn and leave. <clears throat> he looks at you and is like, Well, Levy, it's been a bit, hasn't it? Yeah, I'm a busy man. Constantly on the move. But I'm back. I figured this was going to happen one of these times. So, well, where am I going and what would you like me to do? That was our agreement. And it was. I will admit. I was initially furious when you just left town and didn't say goodbye. Well, I don't want to, you know, make our relationship public or anything like that. That would be horrible for you. Of course, of course. And, you know, I, I understand you're a busy man. You have work with the Goblin Gazette, and that takes you many places. And I've, I've read about your exploit. So I understand you're a man who has responsibilities. So I tried not to take it personally. No, no, never was personal to but that didn't mean that I didn't do my own research into who this Le- Leviticus Kodriv could be. This oh. man owed me a favor and decided to leave town. He's like, um, I know that you grew up in the town of Villeth. Young boy. I know that your parents owned a tavern called the Bell's Lament. See, I like to make a a priority of mine to understand the people I'm working with and know who they are. And especially one who would just so flippantly leave town. I had to do my research. I'm sure you understand. Understood, understood completely. Did you find anything you enjoyed particularly? I mean, looking Mm -hmm. into my background and everything? I mean, your parents' tavern seems to be a nice place. Ah, it... It was all right. I, I'm glad to be gone. Yeah, well, seems things are doing well for them. I'm not sure if you've spoken with Mommy and Daddy recently. No, I haven't. Well, never good to burn bridges. Maybe the case. We'll see. Sometimes it's safer. Sometimes it can be. Sometimes not. But it's sure growing up in a tavern was fun hear lots of stories lots of music seems to have had an impact on you yeah it's where i uh grew grew fond of of the trade Hmm. seems like it was a fun place to grow up but eventually you grew up left villa villa in the hopes of wandering a thane learning stories and songs and eventually found yourself the goblin gazette and that's where we met. Or 
business partnership began. And he kind of like leans forward. He's like, I don't have a job for you yet. Leviticus, Cordriv. Oh, there's actually one more in there. It's a uh, Rimzarn because I'm now a dragon slayer. <laughs> the guy read that. Yes, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> he's like, but if we're going to be business partners, you need to understand something. That we have an arrangement, and that arrangement needs to be met. And so, if you're going to leave town again, I want to know. How would you like me to notify you then? sure one of my little birdies can find you. I'll make sure that they're available should you need them. If you ever contact me as well, you can always let them know it's this broken dagger. They know how to find me. Very well. I had figured last time that you would know anyways that I had left and why I had left because you seem to be a man that is well connected. So... I have my connections, yes. Well, now that that is clear, I'm glad that we could come to an understanding. It would be a shame if something were to happen to Mommy and Daddy. Uh, you can threaten all you like. It's not going to do anything to me. Fine. Well, I'll have my men escort you out and I'll let you know when your next assignment will be. Or I should say your first assignment our one agreed upon assignment. Our one agreed upon assignment, hopefully. Yeah. This is where we're we, we have an a, arrangement where I do one job for you for you that, doing that one is... thing for me. You've done your one thing, it's my turn to do yours. Yeah. This is an equal partnership here in this in terms of this exchange. Yes. And as um he kinda of stands up, he's like, Oh, there was one more thing I had to ask. And he kind of leans forward and says, Do you know a man from Villeth? Fuck. And, uh... As that happens, um... Levy, suddenly, you begin to black out. And you feel like you're getting pulled into this nothingness. And, uh... Suddenly you hear a voice. You've not heard this voice before but there's something about it that is familiar. And you just hear Levy. As it feels like your soul is once being pulled back. And suddenly your, your soul, it seems like it's, it stops. Like you're stuck in this kind of twilight area. Not exactly certain what's going on, but you see a figure in front of you in this spot as you both are being pulled in both directions. You see yourself as you guys as you stare at yourself um, and just you both being pulled in these opposite directions in pain and this agony as you suddenly hear a sword being drawn as you disappear into darkness. And that is where we'll wrap up our session for the night. Oh, snap. Ooh, oh, snap. Such a Thank you, man. <laughs> Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight for Session 39. Sorry I went over a little time, but, you know, when you got to do shopping and RP stuff, man, you never know how long it take. I had a lot to do to this, this session. <laughs> so. uh, all right, guys. Well, I think I'll be smoking much. that shadow dust for a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Traumatic awesome. therapy. <laughs> well, cool, guys. Thank you for joining us.
Um, that'll be it. We, uh, we will not be doing uh, our next session in two weeks. I have to take a week off, uh, but don't know if it'll be our next session will be in three weeks or four weeks. We will figure that out and post that on the Twitters. Yes, indeed. Make sure you follow us at, on Twitter at it, what was it at AWA underscore D and D. Yep. And what's website can they find us at Ian? AWA D and D.com. Boom. Awesome. Go there, follow everything. You'll stay in touch with us. Please people. Heck yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So long. Have a good, good night. night. Thank you so much for listening to the Adventure with Advantage podcast. You can catch us live Saturday nights at twitch.tv slash AWA underscore D&D. And follow us on Twitter at AWA underscore D&D.